In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. Recently, I had a discussion with a young husband and father who is trying to make some needed adjustments in his home, who's trying to, to change the direction of some things. And I said to my friend, start with the basics. You know, we all have things that need to be adjusted, and we all want to make a, a checklist and say, I'm changing this and this and this and this. But sometimes we miss the most obvious thing, and if we get the most obvious, the most basic, the most simple things in place, it will help us to change all the other things that need to be changed. We've returned in our study today to Deuteronomy chapter number 6. Now think about this. After giving them the law, after giving them all of the, the commandments, all of the intricacies of what God expects, both on the positive side and on the negative side, we come now to the book of Deuteronomy, which is the book of the second law. It is a book of repetition. And the emphasis in the book of Deuteronomy is very simple. It is this. Hide God's Word in your heart and give it to your children. Why is that? Because if people do the right thing with the Bible, the Bible will guide them, motivate them, stir them to do what they ought to do in every area of their life. And I, I'm convinced that's true in homes. For example, we want to fix everything in marriage and children and family life, but we're neglecting the Bible. It will never work, my friend. And so, in Deuteronomy 6, we read this, verse 2, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. You remember the last time we studied, we talked about three generations, your generation, your children's generation, and your grandchildren's generation. But notice this, the one thing that is common in every generation that is the same is God's word. There are a number of different words used here. All of them have great meaning that they all reference the Scripture. There's commandments, there's statutes, uh, there's judgments. But all of it is one thing. It's the Word of God. And then we continue reading in verse 3. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. I want to talk to you today about rededicating yourself to God's Word. We may want to dedicate ourselves to many things or rededicate ourselves to many things, but I'm convinced there's one thing we all must rededicate ourselves to, and that is the Word of God. Because if we were really in the Word of God like we ought to be, and if the Word of God were really in our family like it ought to be, it would fix so many other things. 
I remember years ago hearing the testimony of an aged man about to, to leave to go be with Jesus, and someone asked, what are some things you do differently? And one of the answers that he gave was this, I would have spent more time in the Bible. And then he said this, he said, so many things that I prayed for, sought answers to throughout my life, I would have found them if I had simply spent more time in the Scriptures. Are you looking for answers today? Then rededicate yourself to the Word of God because the Word of God has the answers you need for your life and for your family. The blessing is always connected to what we do with the Word of God. And so let me give you three or four observations from the verses we've just read in Deuteronomy 6. First of all, we have to rededicate ourselves to having the Word of God in our hearing. Did you hear that word? It's used twice, once at the beginning of verse 3, once at the beginning of verse 4, hear. It's a command. It is an imperative. This is not like optional. This is mandatory. If you want the Word of God to be in you, it has to come in through the gates God has given you. There are two basic gates. There's the eye gate by which you can read and observe, and there's the ear gate by which you listen and receive. The idea here is to be wide open to truth. It's not just talking about physical hearing. There's a spiritual hearing here. It's the same thing as Jesus saying, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, it is the same as the writer of the book of the Revelation saying, hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. God is speaking, and we must be ready to listen. Now, uh, this particular portion of the Bible, remember, was written to Israel. This is the Shema. This was the, the centerpiece, if you will, of Jewish daily prayers, and it was recited morning and evening. It was something they spoke. It was something they heard. I love this example. His word must be spoken. His word must be heard. That's why gathering together as a family, reading the Bible is so helpful. Uh, that's why coming to Bible studies and to your local church to hear the preaching and teaching of God's Word is so necessary. Listen, we need to hear from God. And so it begins with rededicating ourselves to having the Word of God in our hearing. But that doesn't stop there. No, it goes further. Notice then in verse 5 and 6 the word heart. Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So the word of God not only has to be in your hearing, it has to get deeper than that. It has to get into your heart. Make it your own. Notice all the heart words here. In verse 2, there's the fear of God. In verse 5, there's the love for God. By the way, I think those two things are connected. When you fear the Lord, you love him. When you love the Lord, you fear him. You're not afraid he's going to hurt you. You're afraid you're going to hurt him. You so love the Lord Jesus, you don't want to do anything to grieve him. And so everything grows out of the heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. Uh, look, you can't love him with all of your strength, all of your might, all the externals, if first that love is not in your heart. And so rededicate yourself to having it in your hearing, having it in your heart, and then having it in your hand. In verse 8, bind them for a sign upon thine hand. They shall be as frontless between thine eyes. Literally, they wrote the word of God uh, in their households. They wrote the word of God on bracelets. They wrote the word of God in, in obvious places. What would have been the advantage to having it on your wrist, on your hand? Well, everything you reached for, you were reminded of the word of God. The word of God should guide what we do and guard what we look at. Literally, it should touch all of life. But then notice the great climax, the culmination of it. It's not only in your hearing and your heart and your hand, but it must be in your house. The Bible says in verse 7, we're to teach it to our children when we sit in our house. 
In verse 9, write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. In other words, it has to be personal to you. You cannot teach what you don't believe. You can't pass on to your children what you've not made your own. But once it has been personal to you, then you must pass it on to your children and to the generation to come. So let me ask you today, is the Word of God in your life like it needs to be? Let's start there. Do you read the Bible? Do you memorize Scripture? Do you study it and meditate on it? Are you faithful to attend church and to hear the Word of God being taught and preached? If you're not, start there. That will help your family. And then, once that's in place, begin to talk about spiritual things with your children, to teach them the Word of God. You don't have to give a sermon every day, but read a verse. Take a verse for the week as a family. Uh, Talk about the Lord, what God is teaching you. You don't have to come up with something to say. Just out of the overflow of what God is instructing you about, pass that on to the next generation. You're bringing the Word of God into your life and into your family life. May the Lord help every one of us today to rededicate ourselves to one thing, and that is the Word of God. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.